there has been a lot of drama surrounding the firing of coach Craig Berube, not just from the fans, but from the players as well. And there's been some things that have been said that I am not a fan of, and I need to talk about this. So stay locked in to Locked On Blues. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Locked On Blues. I am your host of Locked On Blues, Haley Taylor Sutton, talking to you all things St. Louis Blues. A couple of things I need to address before today's episode begins. It is currently 3 o'clock, and this is all the information that I know up until now. So if anything comes up after this episode, this is a live episode, so you can respond on YouTube. If you are currently on and you want to give me some comments, replies, you can do so. But if anything were to change, if there's more statements to be said, it's only 3 o'clock on December 14th. So I do want to preference that, that this is all the most up-to-date information that I have. On today's episode, I will be talking about the emotion and anger of Ruby's firing. Also, I will be talking about things that some of the players have said um, after Ruby's firing. Will Banzer be a good coach for the Blues? And why now? What is truly the Blues' biggest problem? Because I did not think in any way that it was Craig Berube. Before I dive more into today's episode, I just want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets. With any winning $5 Moneyline bet, that's $150 bucks. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Obviously, I'm upset. There is no way to get around it. I feel a lot of things. I feel anger. I feel annoyance. I feel like my team that I once thought could be a potential playoff contending team, they lost all hope of that. I have read and heard players on the Blues say things that are very unbecoming, say things about somebody that got them their first championship and completely bash them. And yes, I am talking about Jordan Cairo. I am infuriated with Doug Armstrong and every single thing that he's done that's made this team worse. But most importantly, I am upset for us, the fans, You and I, we have one thing in common. We may not like the same music. We may not like the same movies, the same TV shows, but we do like the same hockey team. We're all Blues fans. And I think I can speak for every single person that is a Blues fan. And I can say Craig Berube means so much to us because he is the reason why the St. Louis Blues won that cup. Yes, it was the players, but also think about it. When (laughs) it sucks, when Chief came in, During that 2018-2019 season, he came in, I believe it was like 19 games or so into the season. The Blues were in dead last in January, okay? They sucked. They were dead last in the Western Conference. It wasn't like they were just dead last in general. They were dead last in the West. He comes in, and he's able to take a team that's in last place in January 
to winning the cup in June. That is special. I get emotional. I get infuriated because it seems like there's this level of disrespect coming from Doug Armstrong, coming from some of the players. It's not like you can just wake up and say, oh, okay, now there's a new coach. Woohoo, this seems going to be great. How about you give the man respect that got your city, that got your team, that got maybe you individually your first cup? It's a disrespect that I have yet to have seen anywhere else in the league. I've never seen such disrespect. Even the coaches that players don't like, they're still more respectful than some of these guys on the Blues have been. I am sitting here holding back some of my thoughts because, again, I can't say certain words on here um, due to regulations. But I can say I had to compose myself while I was doing show prep. I want to be able to give um, anyone that ever tweets me, by the way, and says, hey, Hale, I just want you to see this. I just want to let you know I appreciate you. I appreciate all the outreach on Lockdown Blues from even non-Blues fans. But who tweeted me? Okay, I want to give you a shout out. It is Greg Baker. He said, Haley, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. And hopefully you can comment on the podcast. Just more drama. I was doing show prep. And sometimes when I do show prep, I have everything I'm going to talk about. I'm writing it out. I, you know, I'm just kind of going through the basics. I got a new microphone. So I'm setting up my new equipment. And I see this tweet that Greg commented and showed me. And this is from Jeremy Rutherford, who is a great reporter for the Blues. Cairo on relationship with Baruby. I've got no comment. He's not my coach anymore. Are you kidding me, Jordan Cairo? Are you kidding me? That's what you're going to say. Jordan Cairo, you have been one of the biggest problems for the St. Louis Blues. Every single person has tried to support you. They have tried to encourage you. They have tried to look past the fact that you've had a really bad season. You have not played up to your standards. And that's how you're going to disrespect the man who just lost his job. Because that's what it is. He lost his job. Jordan Cairo, that's how you're going to speak about Craig Berube. Are you kidding me? I am so livid with number 25 today. I am beyond livid. How the heck do you say that and create tension, create that there was this problem, like he's this bad guy? Oh, he's not my coach anymore. Well, you know what, Jordan Cairo? Cool. If you want to be disrespectful, you can leave. But you can't because of your contract. So, um... I'm mad. I cannot believe he would say that. In conclusion, Jordan Kyer, because you want to, you know, use your mouth and run those words. Yeah, I don't think Blues fans are too happy with you either. Um, Everybody is saying he has an attitude problem. Somebody says $8.125 million for a guy who can't play on short ice. Every single person is like, can we boo him tonight? Um, he played to get Baruby fired. Trash your response. There is no single person that has said, you know what? 
I can see where he's coming from. Nobody, because that was an incompetent statement. So it gets better. Yesterday, Jordan Bangington made a comment. And I thought Binner's comment, I thought it was just more of a general comment, you know, sticking together as a team. And uh, now I think I know who it's directed at because Bennington said, we've got to be proud to wear that blue note jersey and proud to be a part of this organization and play for this city. If you're not, just get out of here because we're not wasting time. These are special years. Being able to play in the NHL, it's a privilege. And this is why I love Bennington. This is why I think that Bennington was directing this at Jordan Kyrou because Jordan Kyrou's, I don't know if I can say that word, bad response, I'll say that, um, makes it seem like maybe there is some drama and maybe Kyrou isn't this good, sweet, innocent guy. I can't go off of just that one comment that he made but I can say for Binner to come out and say that statement yesterday obviously there's some underlying problems going on in that locker room that the players feel the need to basically say if you're in the NHL it is a privilege so I'm going to read some of the uh, comments on YouTube because I am live right now on Locked On Blues you can subscribe on YouTube at Locked On Blues this will be a conversation that will not go away anytime soon about the current state of the blues so Soundwave says, it's a shock as we are uh, four years removed from the cup. It would be like the Cardinals kicking out La Russa after winning two World Series. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because four years out of the cup isn't really that long of a time in the grand scheme of things. Uh, C1 Boomer says, do you support the trade after that? No. No. I am sick of Cairo. I am sick of his excuses. I'm, ex- I'm sick of his bad attitude. But most importantly, besides Chief being our coach, he played in the NHL. He's coached in the NHL. He got you a cup, St. Louis. You should be upset. Most of the time, I was actually kind of thinking about this today when I was doing show prep. Most of the time when coaches are let go, fired, um, it's because the team isn't responding to them. I don't think that's the case. I think there's a bigger problem. Um, Oh, wait, when C1 Boomer says, do you support a trade? I thought I read it correctly and I responded correctly. Um, Yes and no. If you're able to get a good amount out of Cairo, then yes. If not, just healthy scratch him. Don't I, – I don't know. Like, I just don't want his value to be wasted. So it depends on what they can get, but I don't want him on the team. I I probably – in my head, I was reading it, and I'm just, like, fueled up on emotions. But I want him out, but I only want him out if the Blues can get something good out of him. But with Doug Armstrong and his incompetence, who knows? Um, before I continue my ranting, because this is a typical Lockdown Blues podcast episode, I – and I and I just want to preference that if it seems like all of a sudden I'm doing these reads, it's because I still have to do my segments, okay? But we will continue to get back to this conversation. So I'm going to tell you about something great, and that is FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. 
That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay. Here we go. Let's go on my rant again. Okay. So will Drew Bannister be a good coach for the Blues? So I was avoiding this because at the end of the day, Bannister has nothing to do with Berube being fired. He doesn't. He's innocent in this. He is simply doing a job that he was told to do by the St. Louis Blues. And I think that when it comes to if he will be a good coach, obviously he was the head coach of uh, the Thunderbirds. And uh, they were uh, pretty successful, I'm going to be honest. So I don't think that necessarily he's going to be a bad coach. It's going to be a change. It's hard, okay, because I don't want my emotion with Baruby um, to impact how I feel about Bannister. So I am so sick of Doug Armstrong. He's so irrelevant to me. But I guess the one thing is Bannister is not a bad guy. So he he is going to be taking his spot behind the bench tonight. In his three seasons with the Springfield Thunderbirds, he has a record of 93-58-19 and and three consecutive playoff appearances. So in 2021-2022, the team won the Eastern Conference and reached the Calder Cup final. I think that with him being a 20-year professional in the NHL, Included 164 games over six seasons with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Edmonton Oilers, Anaheim Mighty Ducks, and the New York Rangers. So it's funny because Anaheim Mighty Ducks, usually everyone's like, oh my gosh, they're just the Anaheim Ducks. Now they used to be the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. So I kind of enjoy the fact that the article did say that. Um, Braden Shedd said, for me, for everyone, it's a fresh start. We play We're going to play hard for Drew. He's going to come in with a different message. Guys are going to buy in and everyone gets a fresh slate. It's a different locker room for him. He's going to give guys a fair shake. I'm looking forward to working with him and seeing what he's all about. He's going to be hungry. He's going to be eager for his first shot in the NHL. I'm looking forward to playing for him. I feel like that's a really generic answer. Um, I wouldn't read too much into what Shen's saying. I think that's a very generic answer. Armstrong said he's a candidate for the job because the job is wide open. When I looked at our current staff, we didn't have anyone with head coaching experience. It's a different animal being a head coach versus being an assistant coach. There's just different things. I felt Drew has done this in the OHL. He's done this in the AHL. He's been putting the foundational groundwork to be given an opportunity, and he's willing to bet on himself, come in on an interim basis and show what he can do. Drew is excited about the opportunity, and that filters down. One door closes and one door opens. Now we'll find out. We all do. 
it's not a great day, but it's a new day. And now we're going to move forward. Doug Armstrong. Interesting comments. Um, interesting. It's not a good day. It's not a bad day. We move forward. Actually, no. No, no, no. I will get into why I think that he will not be a good coach for the Blues due to this one thing, and that is the lineup. Jake Neighbors, who has been hot lately with his scoring, is now going from the first line, not to the second, but to the third. I am confused. I'm confused on how that is beneficial for the St. Louis Blues in any single way. If anybody were like to explain to me, how you think neighbors going all the way down to the third line would be beneficial. I would love to know. So in the comments on Twitter, Lockdown Blues, please let me know. Like maybe I'm the one that just doesn't see it. Maybe I'm the one that's the problem. But for my experience um, of ho- like knowing hockey, watching hockey, especially blues hockey, right? I wouldn't say that's a good idea. I wouldn't say that I agree with that in any way. I think that Baruby really utilized neighbors. He really <laughs> believed in him and his trust in neighbors is what made Jake neighbors such a good player. I don't understand how Drew Bannister can come in and say, okay, a guy that's been scoring consistently should be moved to the third line. Does anybody else think that's crazy? Does anybody else think that's like a little strange that that was like the big change that was made? But you know who's in that first line? Jordan Cairo. I'm telling you, I am not a conspiracy theory person in any way. But Cairo makes off-putting statements about Baruby. He's in the first line and Neighbors is in the third line. Just think about it. I'm not asking for you to come up with these crazy theories as to why it just seems a little off. And maybe I'm on to something here. Maybe there was a problem between Baruby and Cairo. Maybe um, maybe there was something more to that. But I think with my frustration, I'll tell you the lines for tonight. And... Let's just kind of come up with an understanding that this is probably the most stupid line changes that you've ever encountered, and then we'll get back to all the drama. For forwards tonight, we have Pavel Buchnevich. Then we have uh, Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. So wings, Buchnevich and Cairo for and center Thomas. I don't know why I started off like that. I never start off like that. Um, second line centering is uh, Brandon Shen. Then you have Brandon Saad and Kasperi Kapanen. Yeah. I don't like these lines. <laughs> and then on the third line, oh, you put him back on center. What a big mistake. It is Kevin Hayes, Alexei Torchenko, and right wing Jake Neighbors. Again, awful, awful, awful decision. This is an embarrassment. This shows the incompetence Drew Bannister has coaching this team I'm I'm making projections to be honest listen he might be a good coach I'm just annoyed right now yes scratching yeah we're gonna get into that comment too about Perunovic 
Um, on the fourth line, you have centering Oscar Sunquist, winging Sonny of Mackenzie McGurchern, and Hugh McGing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Let's continue on to defense. We have Nick Letty, non-existent Nick Letty, may I add, and Colton Pareko. Then you have, oh, again, Tori Krug, who literally shouldn't even be on this team, and Justin Folk. I can't hate Justin Folk. I kind of like Justin Folk. He's been all right. Then um, you have Marco Scandella and Tyler Tucker. And in that, you have Jordan Bangington. This is stupid. This is a stupid, stupid, stupid lineup. This is awful. This entire lineup is awful. And I don't understand it whatsoever. I think that this is probably the most stupid decisions that you could have ever made. Um, I'm going to read you what Bannister said about this lineup. I want to give our team the best opportunity to win tonight. Also, by the way, they're playing against the Ottawa Senators. So I'm just putting that out there. Um, it would have been funny if Baruby got a job of the Senators coaching. So he would, I'm, I'm just saying. Um, and it's having... Buchnevich, Thomas, and Cairo on a line together. <laughs> and after that, I wanted to have three lines that are going to play direct and fast and use their bodies. I think that we have those within those three lines. We've got a good plan for better hockey moving forward. I'm not here to reinvent the wheel. I'm not going to blow things up, but I expect the four captains on the team to set the tone for the rest of the guys. We have to start getting into the fight earlier. We have to get moving quickly in the right direction. (laughs) I can't help but chuckle. I'm sorry. What are these lines? I saw these lines um, initially a little bit earlier today, and I couldn't help but laugh because these lines are ridiculous. If anybody else thinks that these lines are ridiculous, please let me know. I'm not the only one. I know that like 12 of you are live right now watching. Uh, So please let me know in the comments if you think that these lines are absolutely ridiculous (laughs) because I'm laughing because this is so funny to me that these are the lines that were the best fit for the team. Like, are you kidding me? These lines suck. Okay, I'm going to do a read and then I'm going to get back to your thoughts and do some more reacting. I just had to do at least one segment where I was a little bit more serious. Okay, here we go. I'm going to talk to you about my friends at AG1. I love AG1 for so many reasons. AG1 replaces your multivitamin probiotic and more in one simple drinkable habit. Science-driven, proven formula of vitamins, probiotics, whole food sources, and nutritions. AG1 is raising the standard for quality and supplemental category. AG1 helps build your health foundation first. Covering my nutritional basis for the day, I couldn't be easier without AG1. It's just one small scoop with water and drink it first thing every morning done. That's all I need to do to get all my nutrients. And the one thing that AG1 is, it doesn't taste bad either. I would also like to add that it costs less than $3 a day. That's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with high quality source ingredients. So it is a win-win. If a compromise of 
solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Go on and check it out. I'm hoping to get some more comments because we're going to get into some juicy content going on right now. I know I saw a couple of you guys leave and I'm like, no, come back. We're going to be reacting to some of your thoughts, to some more of the drama. And um, it's going to be good. So if you have any thoughts that you didn't share with me on Twitter, please share. So now what's up, Dave? Um, because the drama and the annoyance and the frustration that I'm about to share, it is going to be the tea. I am spilling the tea, as they said. So let's do this. First, I'm going to start with our YouTube comments. See when Boomer says, do you think the Blues are going to be better than when Army took over? No, Doug Armstrong has completely ruined the St. Louis Blues. Um... Uh, that's just my opinion. I really think that he has really let this team go downhill fast. So I said, now that it's the day after, how do you feel? Give me your thoughts for today's episodes. Really? Exclamation point says, sorry to see Baruby go excited for a new opportunity. I like that you feel optimistic. I personally, I'm not on that level yet. I think that there is a lot more problems. I think that when you fire a coach, when the actual problem is your roster due to your GM, it doesn't make it any easier. Obviously, I know the coach is the first person to go, but I can still say that I feel like that was the wrong decision. Bob says, not any better. I don't thought, fi- oh my gosh, if I can speak. I don't think firing chief gives this team any more of the winning instinct they've been lacking so far this season. I don't think so either. I really don't. I don't think, you know, Drew Banster coming in here is going to give them the, you know, the momentum. And I'm not knocking on Drew, okay? I want to make that very clear. I think that he obviously should take this opportunity, embrace this opportunity, because at the end of the day, it is a pretty cool opportunity to coach an NHL team. It has nothing to do with Drew. I just, I don't like the lineups for tonight. That's just my opinion but you might like the lineup. So that's your opinion. I just think all in all that Baruby should not have been fired at all. And if there was a player on the team that had a problem with him, and yes, I'm talking about Jordan Cairo, that shouldn't be the reason why a man loses his job. It's not. Um, okay. Daniel says, interested to see how tonight goes. I'll be there and I expect it to be memorable no matter what happens. Oh, yeah, because they are playing the Ottawa Senators tonight. And uh, Vladimir uh, will – I mean, I saw him talking with some of the guys on the team today, which is kind of nice. But, um, yeah. Um, K-Max says, kind of interested to see if Richards's input will help improve the power play. I sure hope so because that power play absolutely sucks. Greg said, still the same, not going to lie. I'm sure magically the Blues will dominate tonight because of the new coach syndrome but I still think the wrong person was fired. You know, it's funny. The Ottawa Senators are not a great team. So all along, even if Ruby was still here, I would say the Blues would win. I think it goes more into the fact that 
if Baruby didn't get the Blues that Stanley Cup, maybe our emotions would be a little bit different towards the situation. Um, I know for me, when I think of Chief, I think of that magical season. I think about... I, I don't want to get emotional, but it's like, of course it's emotional. When you support and love a team and they win their first Stanley Cup... Because of all this magic, okay, for Ruby coming in, Bennington having a great rookie season. There are so many factors that go into that Blues Cup win. And uh, I just feel like it's disrespectful when the man that got you the cup gets fired and players begin talking trash about him. So, yeah, I have emotions, as do many of you. Um. Alex said, it's about time, and let's give him love for an opportunity. Matt says, the pilot is dead, and we're in midair. <laughs> I'm only laughing because, like, okay, that's a little dramatic, but, like, you're not wrong. Stephanie says, I don't like it. Still feel like it was not the right move. And... Oh, it's C1 Boomer. Oh, my gosh. Wait, I didn't realize that, that was the same one from Twitter. City should riot till Army is gone. <laughs> That's still my thought. Um, okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. I supported Doug Armstrong for such a long time. I always said, you know, he knows what he's doing. You know, he just got dealt a tough hand with all these contracts. But now that I look at him, he is ruining the St. Louis Blues. And as Blues fans, it's unacceptable. I think this is one of the first Blues' game day where I'm not wearing my Blues like gear because I'm mourning. I'm upset. I'm wearing black today. I I'm really upset. I don't think that there's going to be a rhyme or reason as to when I will feel better. I think that I think that it's going to take time. I think that the way Kyrou spoke about Chief is awful. His tone. He's not my coach anymore. I think that it sends a bad message. And now Bennington's comment, it makes sense. Jordan Cairo is definitely the issue. I think this is also one of the longest episodes I've ever done on Locked on Blues. But this is an episode that needed to be done. It needs to be talked about, St. Louis. I am not the only one that's still fired up. I am not the only one that thinks the wrong person was fired. That players, that's, that players on the team who have been playing bad have the most to say and a man lost his job. A man lost his job at the end of the day. Why why is it that Jordan Cairo couldn't have just said, okay, like he could have come onto the press or even wanted to be neutral. He could have literally said this. I don't have any comments I want to share with the public. That's it. That that could be it. And you know what? You can interpret that as maybe he's emotional. Maybe he's angry. You don't know. But for him to say, he's not my coach anymore. 
okay, well, I'm sure he's happy about not coaching you anymore, Jordan Cairo. How ignorant of a comment. How ignorant of a statement. And Bennington is right. If you don't want to wear the blue note and you don't want to rep it, it is an honor and a privilege to play in the NHL. It is an absolute honor. And I feel like Bennington gets it. He gets it because Bennington, he's always had to work hard. He has one of the toughest jobs on this team because of the lack of defense. Him and Joel Hofer both have to work extra hard. And I said all along, this team could be a playoff contending team, maybe a wild card team, but they could be a playoff contending team because the one bright spot that the St. Louis Blues had was Craig Berube. Now that he is gone, my hope has went downhill. I will still be at the draft in Las Vegas. Um, this up, I told you. I literally, like, it's not funny, but one of the most exciting things about me, pretend, well, I'm going to the draft, but about being at the draft was potentially meeting Craig Berube because that man means so much to me. I want to be able to shake a hand of somebody and say, thank you so much for giving us our first cup in franchise history. And now what? We're going to, what's, what's the Blues going to do now? They're going to have a bad season. <laughs> They're going to be what? A bottom 10 team. Does the rest of the season even matter anymore? Like, what are the expectations and what are the goals now? Because I know for a fact that Baruby was the type of coaches where he probably wanted the Blues to get a wild card spot or something. I mean, they were one point away when they let him go. One point away. And now what? You have a team that clearly has some issues. You have a team that has players contradicting themselves with Kyrie's statement, Bennington saying, well, it's an honor to play in the NHL, which insinuates that there are some players on the St. Louis Blues that are taking this for granted. So now you have those issues going on. What I am saying, St. Louis, is that there are a lot of issues. There is a lot of problems. And I don't think it's going to get any better before it gets worse. Um, Steve says the Blues have had the best coaches. Yes, except Mike Yo. The Blues did not do well when Mike Yo was the coach. Um, Darkness says this only makes sense if Army has pulled the plug and is going full rebuild. And that could make sense. I mean, Bertuzzo obviously is traded. Um, Jacob uh, Vanra was put on waivers. No one picked him up. Um, I, I guess in a way, but also, and I hate to be this person and I used this yesterday, but the San Jose Sharks went like what their first 11 games this season without winning or going to overtime and got no points. So their coach wasn't fired. <laughs> they were a joke of the NHL while the blues fine. They lost six of their last eight games. They also beat the Las Vegas Golden Knights in one of those two wins. Which, it's interesting, right? It's interesting because it's not like they beat a team. I'm trying to think of like bad hockey teams. that I mean, we did lose to the Sharks and the Blue Jackets and the Red Wings. 
I can't think of any other bad teams. <laughs> okay, like theoretically, like it's it's not like I'm gonna just say it. it's not like we beat the San Jose Sharks in one of those two wins. Like we did beat the defending cup champions. See when Boomer says I would like the rebuild to be around Berube though. Unfortunately, though, that's not how it works. It's always going to be around a certain player or group of players when it comes to a rebuild. NJ Dave says Armstrong is the problem. He caught up Hugh McGing instead of Adam Gautier, who was filling the net in Springfield. Yep. As I'm saying, the problem is Doug Armstrong, and I've said that since day one, and I don't mind being the bad person coming on a podcast, being vocal, and speaking up and saying Doug Armstrong is the problem. He is the one that should have lost his job. It should have never been Craig Berube. It's hard to move forward when there's not much hope and excitement to move forward to. And I think that is the real problem. Oh, my gosh. I have been ranting. But I think that we all needed today's episode. I think that this was an important episode. I have never gone over this much in an episode. But I, I have so much to say. And sometimes 30 minutes is not enough. That's how much my episodes usually are, 30 minutes or under. So this is now going on almost 40 minutes. So I hope that this, if you've made it this far, I know that a lot of you are still watching. If you have any last comments or concerns, let me know ASAP before I wrap up today's episode. I just want to be able to come on here and speak from the bottom of my heart, share my frustration and not let time kind of consume how I feel. Yeah, sure. It was a more of a short reaction. I was just so mad yesterday. I was so angry. I couldn't even, after I filmed, I couldn't talk about it. I was livid. That is the one word I like to use. I was livid. I think today, I understand that the coach is always the first person to go. But it, it sucks. It sucks when the wrong person was fired and the ignorance from Jordan Kyrou. So I will leave it at that. If you've made it this far, thank you, by the way. Make sure to like and subscribe. Help me get to 1,000 subscribers. I will be doing a giveaway when I get to 1,000. It would mean a lot. I love talking about the St. Louis Blues. Obviously, I'm going to watch tonight's game uh, per usual. I usually give a score prediction, but honestly, I just feel like doing like a normal pregame show isn't the right tone. I, I want this to be about Chief. So before I end today's episode, I just want to say a couple words about Craig Berube. Thank you. First and foremost, Chief, thank you for turning this team around in the 2018-2019 season, giving us our first cup. I don't think anyone will replace you as a coach. I don't think anyone will be more well-liked and loved in this city, in this fan base. And the amount of respect I have for you, Chief, is enormous. I have to admit, Coach Baruby, you were probably the one person that has really grown 
my love and respect for what goes on behind the ice, what goes on in the locker rooms, what goes on with the playmaking decisions. You have showed me that behind the scenes matters. Inspiration matters. Motivation matters. Your kindness to the community in St. Louis here, what you've done off the ice, it's special. There's a reason why people love you so much, Craig Berube, and there's a reason why people respect you so much. You are not just a hockey coach. You are more than that. I don't know the words just yet, but you mean so much to me. You mean so much to St. Louis. And that cup, despite what happens moving forward with the state of this team, that cup is because of you. That cup is because you came in here and you were able to fix a damaged and broken team. This sucks, and I feel like there was not a good proper goodbye, Chief. I don't. But I hope that maybe you eventually will go on social media. You will see all the love we have for you here in St. Louis. And you wrap that blue note in the best way possible. So it's going to be hard not seeing you behind the bench tonight. I think that I think that you're going to be missed. And uh, I hope you get picked up somewhere else because you were a damn good coach, Chief. You just got dealt a bad, bad, bad roster. And that is not on you. You made the best out of a bad situation with the season. It was unfortunate. But you deserve better. And while that couldn't be here in St. Louis, hopefully somewhere else you will be utilized and they will see how special you truly are and they won't do you dirty. It's not going to be the same without you. But because of you, you've given us in St. Louis so much. And there is a reason, Chief, why so many of us are frustrated or angry. A coach has never made as big as an impact as you've made. Not just us here in St. Louis. Other fan bases, other hockey fans have been reaching out, have been sharing their frustration. And it's because... No matter how well or poorly the Blues did this season, everyone can agree on one thing. You, my friend, were a damn good coach. Hard episode today. Not easy. A lot of emotion. But as always, I have to end the episode how I usually do because at the end of the day, I love my blue note. I love my blues. And uh, it will be an interesting couple of weeks going forward. So that being said, thank you for watching. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Let's go blues. Bye, guys.